going on a quest. Hey, how are you? Hello, Canada. You like the dunk tank? Buckle my glass. Hey, rep, kiss my ass. We messed up. Things got out of hand. Drake's is in bad shape. Don't take my dog away. You, you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 32. We're giving away a damn tailor-made driver today, so listen until the end. Live from Sweet 20, no, 5426. 5426 from the Cosmopolitan Hotel. Maybe it's 5624. 5624 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome to the second annual Stanley Cup final edition of the Rubber Boots Podcast. Woo! (laughs) Puffy's faking that he's energized right now, but he's very tired. We've had a long travel day. Long travel day. day. Uh, People look at those as just off days or not. Two Very pieces taxing. two pieces of exciting news. Uh, one, Puffy is still alive. Yes. I almost died in Washington, but... We'll get into that yeah. a little bit later on. Second, we have perhaps our most popular guest, do you think, in the history yeah, of the Yeah, people pod- like him because he's a... <laughs> he's the always reluctant, never happy to be here, ladies and gentlemen, Saskatchewan farm boy, Darren Drager. Thank you. Uh, one condition, we're not talking about doing... Dirty things to family members, correct? No, that was, uh, that was if for, one time. for anyone who didn't hear uh, last year's, the first annual Stanley Cup edition of the Rubber Boots pod, um, we had a hypothetical about sleeping with, sleeping your, with your mother-in-law. Or your wife and your mother-in-law's body. Bodies, or your, bodies. And you had and, to switch them back by sexing them. Right, and Dregs' mother-in-law had passed, passed away. We didn't know that. No, we, we, wouldn't have we felt bad about it. But not bad enough that we didn't bring it up again. That is impossible. See, my my mother in law passed away a few years ago. Oh, well, that's really is numerous times. I want to say off the top a couple things. I'm going to suck up to our guest. Uh, oh. I think he's been the MVP of our coverage so far. Yeah, he's been excellent. He's down there in the dressing room every single night. He doesn't miss a morning skate. Well, none of us do. Well, I've but. been stride for stride with him the whole time. So, Yeah, you are kind of become his assistant where yeah. you used to be my personal assistant. Yeah, that's true. Or as Tessa Bonham says, <laughs> No, she, you're not supposed to say that. Helping oh. hand. Oh, sorry, that was Nurse Bonhomie. She's yeah, a fictional Nurse, character. Well, she's definitely fictional. Um, you all right there, kid? <laughs> you might be the first to die. I might. Well, we have a lot to get into about uh, Vegas and Washington, um, but I also wanted to apologize for my relentless mocking of the Dragger Cafe on Twitter. Um, I've realized at the Cup Final that a lot of players, when we go down in the dressing room, yeah. they approach you and, and talk about the Dragger Cafe. See, but, but it's more petty jealousy on your part. <laughs> I mean, I, we all know that the Rubber Gloves podcast... Hasn't developed as swiftly as you were hoping. Niche audience. Yeah, it, it definitely is a niche audience. No question about that. And 
And the well, wait a second. You're, the Drager Cafe is exposed on network television. The Rubber Boots podcast is grown organically, exactly. quietly across the country. I, I've seen the promos, though, on the NHL games. Yeah, the we're, starting, games. we're starting to get bigger. Oh, no, that's Bob's podcast. We also had them, too. Oh, did you? Uh, by the way, Puffy's eating French fries now, which uh, is more food combined than was on the entire Drager Cafe uh, yeah, 27 installments. Cool. Yeah, and he's also a 45-year-old man who ordered a $17 vanilla milkshake. Like, who does that? What is wrong with you? The vanilla milkshakes are very legitimate. Uh, but it is very impressive. Uh, all the players walk by yeah. and they're like, hey, the Drager Cafe. It's, I think it's become your thing. Well, it's bigger the, than his insider gig. I think it is. Yeah. Do you think maybe it, could it be a show? I think it could be a show. Less insider, more just random babbling. So what you're proposing is we punt Bob McKenzie and and Pierre LeBron. No, no, no. They're they just continue extras. on doing it. The insider, oh, yeah, they'll okay. do that. I you're thought you were supplanting insider no, trading. No, no, no. That's still going to come along with Frank Saravelli joining the trio. From now, what I've seen, LeBron could just retire on blackjack money. Fair enough. <laughs> now, this is or true. shuffleboard winnings. Wait, that's a, let's go to the side. Okay. There's shuffleboard in this casino. There is. I missed it the other night. There was a nurse Bonhomie was in town was. with her... Uh, Cousin with, Eddie. <laughs> I mean, her boyfriend. <laughs> Daddy. Are you sure it was her boyfriend? They had quite a time. By all by all accounts, they did have a good time. And 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 you had some sort of shuffleboard game we with did. Nurse Bonhomie. It was uh, LeBron and Nurse Bonhomie versus Dragger and myself. And who won? We beat them the first game. They beat us the second game. But Pierre claims he's never lost a game of shuffleboard for and, years. And he also claimed after the third which, game that yeah. he outpointed Puffy nineteen to one. First of all, it which was is hard. Four to do. in the morning. Who's keeping track of individual statistics? <laughs> In a shuffleboard game. And second, there's no way that happened. Uh, where, where the hell was I? Um, Drager Cafe. The, yeah, yeah there, Cafe. there was a LeBron. weird aside, but th- there's... <laughs> oh, there's weird yeah. <laughs> that's what this podcast should be called, yeah. Weird Asides. The only thing true that's going to come out of this entire segment yeah. is that, and, and this is fact, Patrick Kane, as part of the Drager Cafe in Denmark described how they have a Drager Cafe just around the Chicago Blackhawks dressing room. Right. And in season, they'll invite people in. But do you think they, they think they mock you and they were just being polite when he was on with you? I didn't get that sense. Because <laughs> you telling that story, I'm getting that was the sense. <laughs> no, I, I, I felt that it was sincere. Um, they call it the Drager Cafe? As a matter of fact, they do. And, and then someone pretends to be Drager? I don't know that, but I feel like there's some sort of copyright infringement. <laughs> you should get paid, though. I mean, we have like four sponsors on this podcast. You don't have one for a nationally aired, yeah. aired thing. Well, Speaking of sponsors, yeah. uh, we've already started to delve into this. So, idrinkcoffee.com presents The Week That Was. Let's discuss The Week That Was with James Dunning and the Rebel Boots Podcast Group. week that was is brought to you by our friends at idrinkcoffee.com we'll play the theme a little bit later lester mclean is not with us in vegas no. he was fired uh two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago or maybe three weeks ago uh we have a uh a, he left a voice message for us from punta cana so uh we'll play that a little bit later on it's very serious oh. very serious lester uh so the week that was when how long have we been here it's all blur uh, now we, we started on in vegas uh a week ago saturday 
And today is Tuesday. Tuesday. We're taping this. So about so 10 this, days we've been on the road. And this is our second trip to Vegas. How would you evaluate uh, the Stanley Cup final from a hockey perspective and from a, a fun perspective so from far? From a hockey perspective, it's, I think, the best final I've been to. Really? Yeah. Every game's been pretty exciting. Both teams are playing well. And Great crowd, atmospheres. Vegas crowd really was, well, I don't know the crowd, but the atmosphere around the game, all the stuff with the music was fantastic. Washington's crowd was really good. Their pregame not as good. Yeah, yeah. Pat Sajak, yeah, was, that, was that was about as lame as you could possibly get. But I, I would concur. It's been Vegas, uh, man, for a first-year franchise, they, they got it right as far as all the, the game op stuff, yeah. even all the hokey stuff with the arrows and everything. It's but it's awesome. Darren Drager, thoughts? Well, I'm not listening to you guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're talking about the Stanley Cup final yeah. now? All right. Uh, no, I would concur with Puff. Uh you know, I think for the most part, the hockey has been very, very solid. Uh, Washington inside the building surprised me a little bit, to be fair. I thought it was louder. It was boisterous. It was. I, I think that... The in-game. The in-game, and it's just... And this is not a slight on Vegas fans, but this Washington knows the, the hockey better. Yeah. And with every... They're living and dying with every shift, where Vegas is more like... You know, 18,000 people going to a really cool event. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I feel like that's grossly unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Very knowledgeable hockey people here in Vegas. Did you say that uh, you were in the dressing room last night, Tony Robbins was in the dressing room with the Capitals? I mean, uh, yes, he, he was. So was Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Capitals, which is less surprising. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's slightly less surprising. Good, good comment. Oh, no, okay, also, Alexander Ovechkin was in there. Okay. But in in truth, and I know you don't go into many dressing rooms anymore because you're a mega star and you don't just do hockey; you do golf and. Well, I like else. to. See, I think there needs to be separation uh, between me and the players. Right. You know, uh, because yeah. I don't. But wanna... the owners aren't often in the dressing room, if ever. So, yeah. I so mean, it was, it was a good job. Yeah, but, yeah. Is Robbins as hugantic as uh, as he appears on television? Yeah, but he had a tumor. Oh. Like, there's a medical reason behind well, it. Well, no, that might I believe it was a soft. I'm not making fun of the man. Oh. He's just a giant man. Yeah, I think he's about six foot five. No, he's bigger than that. Does he, really? does yeah, he have that gigantism man. like Andre the Giant had? Nah, I don't think so, but he's big. Okay. He's got big hands, too. Yeah. There was an interesting exchange between Tony Robbins and Jay Beagle. Yeah. What was that? Uh, well, they obviously know each other, so I get the sense that Tony's been in that room or around that group uh, more than once. But Beagle came over. He did the weird, you know, when you kind of, what, what's the handshake where you hug? The combination yeah. when two men do that. Right. Uh, which I've never been comfortable with. But uh, <laughs> they did that. And, and Beagle said, it's our time. And Tony Robbins confirmed, <laughs> it's your time. And when he said that, yes, you said, that's is. my word. <laughs> I uh, I can't stand Tony Robbins, no wow. offense, because it's all a load of crap, the whole stuff he sells. I never think sells. that stuff's a load of crap if it the, actually helps people. It's, it could be mumbo-jumbo, but if it makes people feel better about themselves, I'm all good with okay, it. Okay, so a disciple of Tony Robbins came to Ottawa once. Yeah. And uh, the, pr- the premise of the thing was that you would firewalk. Okay. Okay, but first you had to go through the hour Tony Robbins lecture, motivational lecture. For sure. And then we all went outside to firewalk. Did you do it? I was a reporter at the time, so I did it. I went first, as a matter of fact. It was mostly university students because it was at my school. And then everybody was all fired up because the Tony Robbins guy got them all fired up. 
and they all walked across the flames and everybody was high-fiving and chest-bumping and this changed my life. This is unbelievable. Awesome. I can do anything. So I go home. I put together my story. I go home. And was that after going to the emergency room? No. The third degree burns that's, on the soles of your feet? That's exactly what happened. So like my feet start to get hot <laughs> yeah. and hotter and hotter and hotter. Yeah. And so I call 911. Well, I call the hospital. Yeah. And I'm like, my feet are, are burnt. And they go, you're, you're like the 15th person that's called. <laughs> you're all morons. <laughs> you're all complete idiots. Well, what did you think? You became like superhuman? Of course. No, but one, burn, one yeah. of my wife's friends worked for, like she was right on the Tony Robbins thing. And I just think it's all. Look, if he helps people, any of our listeners, if you've been motivated, great on you. I just think it's a joke. Um, so anyway, that's the hockey's been great. We've all said that uh, by the time you listen to this, it might be over. Or maybe we'll be on our way back to uh, Washington for, for game six. But it's been very enjoyable that way. All right. The other stuff. People want to hear the other stuff. I, I keep getting tweets. Is Puffy alive? Has Puffy survived? Has he met the, the Hang 10 models? The Hang 10 models. There's been a lot of attractive ladies in Las Vegas especially. But I've not met any professional models. Have you met any professionals, period? <laughs> no. No professionals. <laughs> Have you hired any professionals? There's been no hiring or firing. <laughs> um, we What's played my per cr- diem again? <laughs> we played craps. We played, we're craps guys now. First time. Uh, so we had a night. I think it was the night after game one. Mm-hmm. After game one, yeah. uh, uh, you guys retreated to your rooms like losers, I yeah. think. And uh, Oh, no. What did you do? We were responsible. <laughs> uh, Puffy and I went we out. We went to the, uh, the worst Dueling piano bar oh, yeah, experience was, of our lives. That I was told you it was going to be bad. You did call that one. <laughs> yeah, was, that, that was really bad. Where was that? At New York, New York. New York, New York. And then I mean, we the, ended the up. The guys at, playing the pianos were good. It was the crowd was rather. We ended up at MGM. Yep. Where uh, are, should we mention the the guys that work for the rival network? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we shouldn't mention well, names because they're gambling yeah, addicts. Yeah, they were gambling. They so, well, you well, let's use pseudonyms. Yeah. Tipper. Rick, Rick, Rick Miprios, um, Feliot Breedman. <laughs> they love the tables. Oh my goodness, they're there. They put in shifts. They do put in shifts, but they're. You know what? We've actually spent some time. We invited them up for our suites. We oh, had yeah, a good. We had a uh, and, and, and had look, some good time. I, I, frankly, I think this you used whole, to work there. I did, and it's a little too cozy. I mean, at the end of the day, we're in competition. I know you're the highest paid broadcaster in Canada, which gives you perhaps a different position than the rest of us, but I have to go to war oh, yeah. with these guys on really a day-by-day struggling. basis. Yeah. Yeah. You, the compound that you've built out in the East End is really tough to come by. Should we talk about my uh, previous suite in the, uh, oh, the last time we were here? It was fantastic. It was... I mean, uh, you almost are slumming it right now with what you have. I sweet talked the guy at the front desk a little bit who was a journalism student. So I gave him some life advice. Okay. And he triple upgraded me. Mm-hmm. And so I had, what about? 2,000 square feet. 2,000 square feet with a wraparound balcony overlooking the pool party. And uh, yeah, it was pretty sensational, wasn't yeah, it? It was fantastic. Puffy was wishing it was a legit guy's trip and that we didn't have to do this silly hockey stuff yeah. that gets in the way of really, everything. It wasn't used to its full capabilities. <laughs> in fairness, you could have shared it, right? Yeah. Like you and Puffy could have shared it. I could have lived there, yeah. Yeah. But you had a room. Yeah, but... I but I, I, I feel like, given the little work that you actually do, Puff, <laughs> that to justify your existence on these trips, aside I, from being... 
James sidekick. <laughs> that 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 this might be one you have to do for, for the company. Um, this is uncalled. We uh, what were we talking about? We played craps with the uh, and the, the the third guy goes uh, by the David, name of David Famber. Who was actually a very good buddy of mine, and he taught us how to play craps. because yes. we never played the before. Pass line. Uh, yeah, doubling down. doubling down. What was the other thing? Odds on. Odds Put odds on, on nine, yeah, please. Odds on nine. And so before, and, and then the hot shooter. We wanted a hot, hot shooter. shooter. Yeah, come on, shooter. Yeah. Uh, what would have been the, the the creepiest thing that one of or somebody said? Amber. Oh yes, David. <laughs> um, I mean, when he's encouraging the shooter to to roll the proper numbers. Well, he he's just David is very funny, but uh, you know his lines are a little bit. Hokey. Lame. Oh, yeah. Hokey. And he, he was using a lot of hockey lines. Like, uh, the guy would roll a nine, and he's like, Oh, Gordy Howe, give me a Gordy. Give me a Gordy, bud. Give me a Gordy. <laughs> and let's just say, I don't think the gentleman... It wasn't a big hockey crowd at hot the table. was a big hockey fan. And the worst one was eight. And it was an eight. He's like... He started singing the Eight is Enough theme. Oh, He's like, no. Eight is enough to fill our hearts with love. Oh, eight is enough. To fill our lives with love. It was fantastic. Uh, Favid Mamber, by the way, uh, maybe a guest. If we're allowed to cross-pollinate like that yeah. on the uh, last episode of the season, which is going to be our special Cabot Links yes. episode of, of the podcast um, from live from, from, live Cabot, from Cabot. Cabot Links in, in early July. Um, so, craps, we did we did well. I kind of lost all my money. Yeah. But, and you then went in with a big number. Here was the problem. I lost my money, and so I sat out. And then the shooter at the other end of the table got hot, hot. and, and Shmaven Mamber and Puff made a lot of money, and then I stole some of their money to get back in, yeah. and then I made my money back, and I broke yeah. even. The guy who was the shooter at the other end of the table, I've never loved a man more you that were, I didn't know. You were very taken with him. Oh, he was fantastic, and I know it's complete random luck, <laughs> but he was excellent at what he did. Yeah. He was like the Steph Curry of... Craps. Puffy walked away saying, I've never admired a man more than that guy. And he kind of gave me like a bit of a nod and like a, like, you know. I know. And you were like, wow, he likes me. I was was very excited. (laughs) So, and at the end of the day, you made $20, right? No, I made about $250. Really? Are you going to claim that on your income tax? (laughs) You don't have to. Oh. Canadian winnings don't count. Let's discuss James's laundry list. Uh... Dregs is now fishing around my room like the insider that he is. I just uh, turned in a bag of laundry, which I do when I arrive in a new city. You want to go through it? Well, there seems to be several pairs of briefs. (laughs) I would have pegged you more as a boxer guy. Briefs are. No, they're they're boxer briefs. Look at They're all like this. I don't want to see. The ones that that go down the legs there. Okay. Yeah, there's four t shirts, four Uh, socks. One pair of shorts? Just one pair of shorts. Okay. I brought a lot of shorts. Some dry cleaning that needs to get done. A couple of shirts. I don't know. Five pair of men's underwear <laughs> and six pair of ladies' underwear. <laughs> you're, such, you're such an idiot. I wouldn't do those. We should talk about the, uh, the flower drink. Oh, the flower drink. Um, my buddy Cameron, uh, you listeners, if, if you always see at Arena and he makes it onto Sports Center sometimes, uh, the cheering guy. Yeah, he, he's out of all the Golden Eight Knights games. He does a lot of Cavs games in the final. You've seen him everywhere. Uh, he's my buddy Cameron from Ottawa, and he's like basically a paid cheering fan. Yeah, the t-shirt guy, right? Yeah, yeah. he takes t-shirts off, whips them into the crowd. He's 
Now, do you study for that? Like, I mean, is there a, a you know what? Sometime we're, we we got to have him on. It'll be next season probably. Yeah. yeah. But let's have him on because he's turned it into a pretty good living. Yeah, I could see myself doing something like that. <laughs> that would be a great job for you. <laughs> what? Um, three hundred gigs a year at three thousand per. That's for, you already got that's all what that he gets? information. That's what I was told. Wow, this that's nine hundred thousand dollars. It's not a bad gig. Wow. And you both went to Carlton at the same. That's time. That's a lot of travel, though. Three hundred gigs. I I would think. Yeah, I, I saw him walking through the whole, the casino floor at night after a game. He looked in rough shape. What do you mean? Like, just tired? Well, I don't know. His hair looked kind of disheveled, and it was like 9.30. You should not have looked like that. <laughs> I think this, the, the hours are wearing oh, on him. Oh, wearing on him and the travel. Yeah, that's, oh. a, lot, that's a lot of gigging. Um, so anyway, Cameron says to me, he says, you have to go to the Chandelier Bar at the Cosmo and have a flower drink. Yep. So Puffy and I went with Dregs. Um, we had a night out together. Dregs purchased the drinks. Dregs was kind enough to purchase the drinks yeah. before we knew we had a hundred dollar food and drink credit on our damn hotel bill. Um, and so the flower drink is a martini type of drink. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. With a flower in it. Yeah, like a little flower. And More of a bud. Yeah, that's fair. It's like a bud. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like sort of like a dandelion. The top of a dandelion. So you you drink the drink for a while. And then you take the flower, and you chew on the flower, and then you swallow. Do we swallow the flower? Yeah, you we swallow it. Yeah. Swallow the flower, and and then how do we best describe it? Uh, it's almost like when you. Um, it's like a party in your mouth, and everybody's invited. Well, yes, but it does have a bit of a feel of going to the dentist and having your mouth frozen. Over. Right. It's like your mouth gets high. High. Yeah. Basically, it kind of freezes, but not, and gets all tingly, numsy. You were watching, you were witnessing this. Yeah, and I mean, your eyes were spinning in your head there for a time. Like it didn't look right to me, and and in in fairness, I was concerned. I was thinking that, look, you know, maybe there's an allergic reaction happening here. And you commented several times that you felt drunk. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. But then it wears off after. But but then the drink tastes different, kind of after you have the. Your mouth goes loopy. It tastes, it's, it's yeah. a, it tastes better, yeah. but it, uh, it's because it's, you've been roofied. Would you try? <laughs> would you try it again? Would you flower yeah, it up I again? Would flower it up again. I think we'll flower yeah, it up one right. more time. Will we, you flower we, it up with us? I, I might, but that, that that whole tingling in the mouth thing scares me. Uh, like, could it be like? What if it, we know what, what if we could get a flower that tingled your pants? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't That's think I'd be in for that. Um, anyway, so we might flower it up again before we're done. Um, I want to let Dregs, Dregs go. Or do we, should we engage him in the hypothetical before sure. we leave? Okay. So um, well, we, we need to play the theme song. Uh, here's the recently fired uh, Lester McLean with um, iDrinkCoffee.com. Middle of the morning, can't keep my eyes open because I got to have a, a cup of java. I got to have a, a cup of java. So I better not go. Oh wait, back-to-back theme songs. Puffy hypotheticals. Yo, one two, one two. These hypotheticals, I'm messing with my mind. Puffy's hypotheticals, what's gonna be this time? Puffy's hypotheticals, I'm blowing my mind again, again. Puffy 
All right, a very special Darren Drager edition of Puffy's Hypotheticals, not involving any sort of sexual activity with mother in laws. Well, yeah, with no father. No father in laws? Father in laws either. No family members. No family members involved. Okay. Okay, so these are, you're in Las Vegas. One of these three things you have to do one is spend one hour in the champagne room at the Spearmint Rhino. Spending. Whatever an hour in the oh. champagne room is going to cost you a lot of money. Not, what is that? Place? That is in a uh, an adult entertainment bar. Did you uh, did you uh, search that to find it? Google uh, it. I googled it and then I did a site check. Okay. Ten uh, k high stakes poker room for four hours. You have to spend there, so you could lose a lot of money. So this is your own real money. Yes, this is your real cash. Or play hundred and eight holes of golf. In 40-plus degree heat. We are playing golf tomorrow. Ray Ferraro and I, Darren Drager, was supposed to play, but backed out. Responsible guy. By backed out meant working. So none of those seem like really bad things. No. There's a lot of fun involved in a those things. A lot of fun, but also a lot of high-risk behavior. <laughs> well, the only one that's potentially going to kill you is the golf. Yes. It's 108 holes, of- walking, 40 degrees Celsius. I, I, I'd die. Yeah. I'd die. Um, and I would not die for the Rubber Gloves podcast. Let's just put that out there. I feel like the champagne room is probably my best bet because in the hypothetical, there's no guarantee that you actually have to participate, right? No, but if you're in there, there is a cost per minute, I I would assume. Yeah, well, but you could buy champagne and just sit and And, be that creepy guy in the corner. For sure, 100%. And you're choosing that? (laughs) Well, as opposed to death and well, look, losing a hundred and fifty, how know, much money was, win the poker room? You got to be in a ten. You have to bring in ten thousand dollars. Okay, so money, I can, but I could but win. You have to pay for four, four hours. hours. You have to pay for four hours. But I can only lose ten grand. Yeah, yeah. that's the end of the day. No, well, that's impossible. That's not how poker goes. If you lose ten thousand the first four minutes, you've got to. Well, then you're done. Well, so are you going to sit there for three hours and fifty six minutes? I don't think it was well thought out this one. <laughs> Everybody's going to pick the champagne room, <laughs> but we can't do that because yeah, you. That's, this is a fantasy show. Exactly, we would never do that. Um, I would go in the poker room. I'd play the golf because I think I could actually win some money playing poker. I'd play the golf, and Dregs has already said that he'd be, be in, in the, the champagne, champagne room, be in the creep in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Really interesting, interesting selections. I'll text Holly when this is over. <laughs> I know you have to go do some radio. I do. Uh, we always appreciate you joining us here on the Rubber Boots Pod. Uh, we look forward to uh, the Dragger Cafe being a full time show next fall yeah. on CTV or Netflix if uh, they if they outbid. Yeah. If they outbid, I've got bigger news though. Oh, yes, from the world of the podcast. I'm not sharing it here. Uh, let's just say NBC is really coming hard after me. Really? Yeah. The for peacock. the for the Dragger Cafe. I can't say anymore. <laughs> Said too much. You know, our bosses listened to this. So they heard not only no the champagne room. Oh, no, no, no. This is very, very important <laughs> listening on the senior floor. Yeah. So be wary. So okay. you've just given away your leverage, buddy. <laughs> you have none I'm now. okay with that. Well, we'll, be, we'll stay tuned for that. Um, NBC interested in a perhaps a Punky Brewster reboot <laughs> with Darren Drager as the creepy uncle exactly. who goes to the strip no. joints. <laughs> He's going to stay in my suite to do his radio? No. All right. You can't do that. We're doing a podcast. Show some respect. Um, oh. 
And then there was two. You just thought that up literally as yeah, we did, as yes, we were doing yeah. the podcast. It wasn't my didn't best you? work. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I wrote just, it on this cocktail napkin. It just didn't seem like there was any. It was well, just an odd selection. I was going to go a little more blue with some of the choices, and then I oh, reeled like it in. You were going to get like paid escorts yeah, or whatever, stuff right? Like that. But you need to clarify that we, these are the fantasy yeah. situations. All hypotheticals are fantasy situations, right. not things we would do in real life. Okay. <laughs> He's winking at me right now. No, we wouldn't do those things. I I, I would do the poker if because I think I'd have a chance to win. If you had said blackjack, I would have done that because you got a chance to win a blackjack. Yeah. Or craps. Yes, craps, I'm in. Definitely. I'd feel comfortable going in a $1.5 million craps game right now. Feel that good about it. With your own money? Well, if I, someone gave that to me, spotted it to me up front. Let it all ride on nine. This has been uh, Puffy's Hypotheticals. You know, we oh uh, Lester. Yes. You know we joke, of course. Yeah. Lester's not been fired. Yeah, we we look forward to reuniting with him. But he was down in Punta Cana. Yes. Well, we've been uh, working hard in the fi- at the Stanley Cup final, and Lester sent us uh, a little voicemail. We thought we'd have a listen to. Yeah. Hello, friends. Serious Lester coming to you from Punta Cana, Rio Republica Resort in Punta Cana. It's a beautiful day. I've been here for now for uh, four days, I guess, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Not a day under uh, 29 degrees uh, Celsius uh, with a beautiful breeze, and things are good. Uh, Stuff, could you just could you double time this? It's taking too long. Listen, I've uh, I sent uh, reports from my vacation before. Last time I did, uh, I was very bummed out about the Montreal Canadiens, but that's such the Montreal Canadiens not to make, make the playoffs this year, so I had nothing to worry about. It's all been gravy for me. But listen, uh, Washington Capitals, as, as I'm speaking to you right now, they had just qualified for the Stanley Cup Final after an amazing, amazing run. Um, I'll tell you what, I think I said on the pod that uh, I, thought Boston, I, thought, I thought Boston would win the Cup. Uh, obviously, I was wrong about that, but I also said that since Washington beat Pittsburgh, they get to the final, and I was right about that. So, Vegas and Washington, that's quite a bit of travel, uh, but uh, I think that's going to be fun times for our boy Puff and, of course, uh, Mr. Duffy. Uh, Stoff, you and I will have to be here and just uh, relax and hold down the fort while the boys are on the road, but uh, it will be a spectacular final, I'm sure. At least I hope, anyway. Let's, let's hope it goes six or even seven games. It's fantastic. Um, who do I like right now as I'm sitting here? Uh, you know, for some reason, I think Washington's going to do it. I really do. But uh, listen, it could very well be Vegas. So either way, I'm um, looking forward to a, a new team winning the Stanley Cup. And uh, that's it. Before I go, though, um, an episode of uh, A-Hole or A-OK. Sitting here at the pool yesterday enjoying my my uh, cerveza. And my lovely lady was having a... Uh, she was having a strawberry daiquiri, I believe, with a shot of rum. Oh, yes. We're having a good time. But uh, we happened upon some people that brought their little boombox to the pool and are playing their own music on top of the music that's already playing. So my question to you is, A-hole or A-OK? We'll leave it there. Peace. See you soon. Lester McLean. Serious Lester for the Rubber Boots Podcast. Oh, so Lester gave us a... Uh A-hole or A-OK oh, yeah. at the yes. end there. The that guy playing the ghetto blaster at the pool while the other tunes at the pool are playing. Thoughts? Uh, well, I've definitely participated in that type of behavior as a younger man. Uh, does anyone have a ghetto blaster anymore? Well, probably not now, because everyone does. Well, clearly someone does, because they're in Punta Canta with Lester yeah. having a ghetto blaster. They must be old. People have their phones, right? Everyone listens on their phones. I, I would think so, but I remember we when I would go down to Mexico for spring break with a couple buddies... We'd bring a ghetto blaster, and we'd crank it once we got off the airplane, walking through, and then guys with machine guns would tell us to turn it down, <laughs> and we would happily oblige. Um, I'm going to say a-hole. I don't think you can do that. People want to listen to the you know the pool bar sets the tone. If you want to listen to your own stuff, you put it on the phones. Yeah, I think that's fair. Unless he's the cool guy around the pool. Yeah, maybe he's got if he's got a sweet mix playing, though, I might tell the pool guy to turn your down. We want to hear this guy. Good point by you. Speaking of a guy who'd bring a cool mix, 
uh, the other voicemail this week left by our pal Roddy. Let's see what he's up to. Hey, boys. How's Vegas? Love that town. Go say hi to Candy and Crystal at the Spearmint Rhino for me. Ask them to do the Roddy special, a pole dismount they named after me. Miss those girls. I know Roddy's been on the down low for a while now, for oh, about three weeks, or exactly the same amount of time Melania wasn't seen in public. <laughs> I'll come clean, boys. It was wonderful. But I just broke it off. Sweet girl, but too clingy. Roddy got tired of hearing how large his hands were, how real his hair is, how unorange his skin looks. Poor girl took it hard. If you thought she looked sad and trapped before, wait till you see her now. Anyway, had to get back to work. CFL season's coming, and Rod Baby's back on your TV. So Friday night is boys' night out, because all your ladies will be at home and a lather watching Friday night football. Pre-games and halftime, anyway. The game is just filler between Roddy's single shots, commonly referred to by our female demographic as porn. See you soon, boys. Text my guy Vinny, and he'll get you into the marquee pool party at the Cosmo. Roddy once did a cannonball off the bar roof with a bottle of Dom in his trunks and carrot top on his back. Good times. Roddy out. So Roddy's uh, apparently... Uh, well, I'm not surprised he's familiar with all that Vegas has to offer. I think the thing with that hypothetical is Roddy would have chosen all of the above because that's what he does. Uh, Except he, maybe the golf. Yeah, he would not be playing... He would die playing 108 of the golf. I have a quick uh, something I just saw on Twitter. Uh, things that I saw on Twitter. Freaky pigs, strange chicks, world affairs, polar bears, fake news, nice shoes, big boobs, jack dudes, all of these things and more as I sat on the shitter. Things that I saw on Twitter. Things that I saw on Twitter is brought to you by our friends at the Gansevoort Resort oh, in Turks Gans- and Caicos. I have uh, booked my summer trip. Be heading down there. Uh, is in it August. the whole family going, or just you? Uh, Jared and his girlfriend will be going. My son, wow, Rachel, and uh, my youngest daughter Gracie. Nice. She may bring a friend along. Friend along. What about Darian? Darian is in France at the Blythe Academy. Do you know what that scam is? For what? Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like for finishing school for proper no, ladies. It's where you you go over on a trip to some exotic country and you get a credit. You take a, a class while you're there. Oh, that's kind of like what uh, Shannon Doherty and Jenny Garth did in Beverly Hills 90210. Right, and she you made a yeah. leak from France. Leak. It wasn't, no, it wasn't Jenny Garth. It was Tori Spelling. Oh. So Donna and Brenda. Both went. Went over and to... Brenda uh, meant leak. Leak. Yeah. Leak, I love you. Yeah. I and wish I did it wasn't that. really French, Reek, right? No, I think it was like... Reek Dean, was Dean Kane. Yeah. Superman. Yeah. He was a handsome guy. Very good looking. That's probably what's going to... Are you saying that's what's going to happen to Darian? She's going to meet some... Sh- I can guarantee you she will fall in love on this trip. Guaranteed. She's never been in love before. That's the thing. It's going to happen on this trip. It happened to Donna. And She's never happened. had a boyfriend. She will come back with a boyfriend and an accent. <laughs> Those are my two predictions. What kind of accent? It'll be French. Like a bit of a French accent she'll have. What kind of boyfriend? Could be French. Could be anywhere. Paris is the world class city. Gonna be a big summer for her. Probably the summer of her life. I didn't think. <laughs> Why are you saying this stuff to me? It's nothing bad. No, it's upsetting to me. I, She's my, it's fall my little in love girl. One day. It's my little. Yeah, but not at seventeen in France. What's wrong with that? Though? Is there a better place to fall in love than France? What I'm more worried about, like, I, I'm gonna be like Liam Neeson and Taken. If I hear one bit of trouble, I'm going over there to find her. Now. It's, no, I can't even say that. <laughs> I say, say the, no, the she's not going to be like sold taken. into the sex trade. No, but no, I was going to say, like, she was taken. Like, 
How would you be able to handle it at all? I don't think I do. You as would well. be over there just talking to the police I station. Know. You wouldn't be combing the yeah. streets like Liam Neeson. If it was me, I go over there and I go and I go. You got anybody see my be daughter? Like the <laughs> parents in Home Alone, who are not even. You'd be <laughs> calling from Toronto. I'd like, have you found her yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. Why do you now we're going me? down to the Gansevoort, so you can reach us there if you hear from her. The Gansevoort, by the way. So the villas are now all done. And, are you staying and in a villa? Being rented. I don't believe I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in, a resor- in the resort this time. I love them both equally. Um, My friend Chris said the resort is fantastic. It is the best, and the villas are awesome, so uh, they're available for renting So now. how many rooms are you going to have? Uh, I'll probably get a two-bedroom, I guess. Where are the kids going to sleep? Well, Gracie will sleep with her friend. Okay. Jared... We'll sleep with his Rachel, friend. but they will but be just, just. Will they be in the same room as Gracie and yes. her friend? So Gracie will be a chaperone. Oh, that's like just put yourself in Jared's position at his age. Well, what are we gonna do? You, you could maybe you, have Gracie and her friend stay with you and Cheryl, and give Jared the room and privacy he deserves as a man. Well, we don't. I don't want to split a room with people. Jimmy's got to have his fun. <laughs> well, you should get a three bedroom then. Spring for the third bedroom. Wow. You can't you, do that to him. Just because your boys are little, you haven't had these situations yet. You don't know this. You know, I trust them. Well, I'm sure they'll they'll be very proper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, go to the Gansevoort whenever you have a chance. Uh, we're had, glad to have them aboard it. Full-time as a sponsor. Fantastic. Starting next season. So, Puff, um, this uh, from Deadspin. I'll I give, also I'll give saw him. this on the plane. Okay, so I can't read it to you and you... you well, I won't be as shocked as the people at home. All right, so this is a, an obituary yes. for a lovely, lovely old lady. She looks very lovely. Her picture is just... She looks like your grandma. Yeah, she looks like she looks like an everyday grandma. She looks like my nana. Kathleen Demlo Schunk was born on March 19, 1938 to Joseph and Gertrude Schunk. She married Dennis Demlo in Wabasso in 1957, had two children, Gina and Jay. In 1962, she became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle, and moved to California. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents in Clements, Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Schunk. She passed away May 31st, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. How long was End. that written? Like, they had that wow. ready to send years in advance. That is, I mean, it's an awful story. Yeah. But you'd think when death comes forgiveness or in age. Yeah, or... there was definitely no forgiving there. She seems lovely, too, in the picture. And <laughs> what she did in her life, she probably made some bad choices. Yeah, that is awful. Anyway, that was... But, a... but people on the Twitter were saying, like, this could become a podcast. This whole story. Finding all the backstory about what happened. What happened to her ex-husband. What happened to the brother? Should we Did do that fight? next season that could be, on the Rubber Boots podcast? Become, the full of, story. Those kind of story podcasts have now become quite popular. Yeah. You know what? I want to I want to recommend a podcast because I've been listening to it uh, during my little workouts here and when I had downtime in the final. Um, nice humble brag there. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have stuck that in there, should I have? <laughs> they haven't really been that good workouts. Um, now I'm going to forget. I think it's called In the Dark. Okay. Um, it is by National Public Radio in the States. It is season two. It looks into the um, an innocent man named, well, we believe he's innocent, Curtis Flowers, who is charged with murdering four people way back then, has been tried six times 
Every time it's ended in a mistrial, uh, this is a black man in Mississippi, the white DA keeps retrying him. I thought there's something called double jeopardy. I saw the movie. No, not with not with mistrials. If you're acquitted, yes, but... Uh, uh, anyway, really, really oh, yeah, that... incredible journalism. So uh, I, I like to send Jimmy. You're to a real podcast. big fan of the whole murder stuff. Yeah, I know. You like those murder mysteries. I made a, I made a comment about forensic files on Twitter last night. Yeah, I watch a lot of forensic files as I'm going to Do bed. Do you think you should have been a detective? If you die, yes. If you will, get, you if you get to... murdered, yeah. I will find a carpet fiber in Darren Drager's trunk <laughs> that will link him. Directly to the crime. Now, would it be better for you if I died in a murder mystery? Yes. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm going to die. So, like... That would be season... So, like Season seven, just, entire you know, season passing seven. Passing away in my sleep. Murder mystery. Who killed Puffy? Who killed Puffy? Here's the trailer for season seven of yeah. the Rubber Boots Pod. This season on the Rubber Boots Pod, he was a bit of a degenerate. There'd be lots of suspects. But I loved him. The mysterious death of Puffy, Sean Cameron. Now you would know it would have been the husband that killed me. Because it always is the husband. But you're not married. Yeah, yeah in but your would, case, it would my be wife, wife wouldn't. She wouldn't murder me. So what are you saying? The she hu- would hire someone to murder me. Oh. <laughs> it would be a murder for hire. So right. I'm giving and you a hint. At the end, it would be. It would always turn out to be yeah. that it would be. Yeah. You'd get her on the phone calls. Right. Darren Drager has returned after his little radio how did it go? What were you on with? I thought I was exceptional. I was on with Blake Price and Matt Sakaris in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. Get any good information did you feed them? Uh, yeah, I gave them some good inside stuff. Why are you still on the phone? Uh, because I'm listening to a voice message from Russia. I have no idea what it is, but I think I've won something significant. <laughs> I just have to give my social insurance number. In. Uh, let's, let's do fandom before we go. Yeah. So as we told you off the top of the show, yeah. um, last pod we promised to give away two tailor-made drivers. My it's friend, fantastic! Oh, the the M4 drivers are unbelievable. The twist face drivers. Um, I can't wait. I'm getting a new one. I'm gonna play it as soon as I get home. It's gonna be fantastic. James, I, just, I think that I should also get one too. <laughs> I'll work on that for you, Puffy. Because um, it's good people at TaylorMade. Right. So, uh, TaylorMade, we're giving away one to the fandom winner this week, as promised. We wanted to, because there's no guarantee that the winner, the best answer on fandom, is going to be a great golfer. Yeah. So, we wanted to guarantee we got one to somebody who loves golf. So, we asked you to send your videos or your messages to either the Twitter account or the Instagram account. And from there, we will award another one next week. And by the way, we got a whole bunch of um oh that put in videos yeah that put in videos so we so you don't think that we uh, are ignoring you clowner 30 mm-hmm. Steve hall 24 spencer brown 9 brag bill jimmy mac 080 i maiden barfoot d porter clay ander hail nine plus there was a bunch more on uh, twitter i'm just probably going to screw up the technology here yeah. if i keep doing this so um so to come puffy long drive the puffy long drive what? That's going to be a Twitter account that will have. Oh, that will be you <laughs> trying to sneak one in. So our fandom question was, after Aaron Wise's girlfriend rushed onto the green to hug him afterwards, he tried to kiss her and she looked away. Yeah. It was very awkward. It and was. so we said, 
if you got girlfriend, if you got friend zoned by your girl after your first PGA Tour win, would you break up or prenup? Sixty-four percent break up. That's an easy answer for me. Yeah, it's a harsh crowd. I would go prenup. I'd give her another chance. No chance. So, uh, here are some of the answers we'll read for you. Puffy's mom. Break up. If Aaron was my man, I would kiss him all the time. That was. Son of a Murph one one one. I don't really have any reaction to her turning away. All I'm looking for is the free driver. <laughs> Can't wait to hear my name called on next week's pod in Vegas. Interesting. Yeah, Murph one eleven. Not exactly what we're looking for as far as a clever answer. Here's Spino Master eighty nine. Last summer during a tournament, I witnessed the girlfriend of a golfer tackle him and have a horizontal makeout session after he got closest to the pin. I like it. With two more groups to play. The prize, a $200 gift certificate to the keg. I would say based on this reaction and the fact Wise won over a million, he should break up with the girlfriend. Show the man some love. Agreed. Spinomaster89 is uh, definitely in contention. couple more here. MD Wheaton. Listen, this is a no-brainer. Um, this gift wins you every argument you ever have with the wife. Could you imagine if Stoff could pull this out every time he has an argument with his lovely wife, Laquisha? (laughs) Wife, stop. You're embarrassing me. You're not supposed to fart in the grocery store. Stop. Oh, yeah? You're supposed to kiss me when I win a championship, especially when it's televised on national television. Now that is the ultimate ace in the hole. Uh, MB Steven 67, I say prenup, but knowing that my current girl is 1999 Sarah Orleski, you know that she's getting a prenup on me and not the other way around. Odd. Somewhat (laughs) creepy. Puffy's mum bookie, <laughs> a, n- a new account, breakup. She twisted her face away from more than the tailor-made twist face driver. Ooh, that's well, good. well done, but he can't really yeah, win. Can't win. Uh, Couch Jock says, I get more action from my dog when I get home from work. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that one as well. Um, organized chaos. I'm not a fan of P- PDA, public displays of affection. But damn woman, give Papa some sugar. He just made bank. Nice. Talks very hip. Yeah. Does organize chaos. Uh, did you want it? You can juice, Puffy. It's, like it's a driver's about, on the line. I like the one about the horizontal, the, the story about the horizontal. Oh, the story from session. last year? Okay. Yeah, that was... That uh, was Spinomaster89. Yeah. Congratulations, Spinomaster89. You have won a brand new tailor-made M4 driver. Give us your info on, uh, on the fandom or on the Twitter and we'll make sure it's you, and we'll send you out a driver. Congratulations. I'm sorry. I know everybody will be disappointed that they didn't win, but please send your videos in, and we'll give away the most deserving one. Uh, This week's uh, fandom questions, we had a couple of good ones. Do you remember them? (laughs) Because we came up with them over a few beers, didn't we? Do you remember? Uh, Well, one of them was uh, if you're a fan of a team, Mm -hmm. say you're a Capitals fan, Mm And your team has a chance to win the cup in game five. Okay, so this scenario right on here. On the road. Right. Or you could, but you have tickets for game six. Oh. Do you want them to lose game five so you can be there in person for game six? Wow. We work with a guy, Mike Antonazzi, who's a huge Capitals fan, will be coming to game six. For us. For us. I talked to him about it. He says he wants them to win in five still. He doesn't want to risk. Yeah, I don't think you want to mess blowing. with the karma if yeah. you're a diehard fan. I think I'd have to answer it that way because you're not going to be disappointed, right? You're going to be thrilled. Now, I 
I did have And if you scenario. lose in five and then lose in six, six again and then, then lose in seven, seven you're going to blame yeah, yourself so. somehow for wanting yeah. that way. In, game, in 1993, when the Jays were in the World Series, they were up 3-1. I had tickets to game six, and I cheered for them to lose in game five. Went to game six, and Joe Carter hit the home run. So winner, well, winner for me. But there wasn't as much pressure because they had won, won in 92. Right. I will say this. I can distinctly remember in Vancouver, the 2011 Stanley Cup Final, Yeah. that... When it was two nothing, yeah, I think we were in a bar or something, and some fan said to me, oh, "I hope that Boston wins at least one in Boston, so we can win it at home." Yeah, and that is what bad karma is all about. That may have been the cockiest fan base. Yeah, about they were so certain they were going to win that cup. Right, but everybody gets that way up to nothing. Second question. Yeah, if you're a fan of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, yes, and they lose. Yeah. So let's say they lose game five or six. Would you have taken this season? Darren Drager still on the phone in the background. Shut up. We're trying to do a podcast. He's on the radio. Um, (laughs) A little radio. Who cares? Um, Where was I? Would you take this season knowing you lose in the Stanley Cup final, but you had this dream season, or... Wipe out this season and take Rosmus Dahlin getting the first overall pick. Jimmy, you know how I love my 18-year-old boys. (laughs) That did not come (laughs) come across well at all. Draft picks. Um, I think that if it was like the Leafs, I would rather have Rasmus Dahlin. Okay. But... I think it was very important for Vegas to establish itself in this market. And I, being here for the last week or so, I feel like they've done a great job of that. And I think it means more than what this pick would have meant. I think that's a very, that's a very well thought out answer. I think in the long run, they may say Dolly, in four years of Dolly's the best player yeah. in the league, we may look back on this differently. But I think that even if they lose, this is one of those things that you have forever and you say, it remember that so run. so much positive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't say if if you'd have said conference final, I would have changed my mind. But I think you make it to a Stanley Cup final. It's a big deal. It means something. I've never seen my team in a Stanley Cup final. Right. And Vegas fans have. I mean, it's it's a great accomplishment, even if they come up short. Anyway, both of those questions will be on fandom. George this McPhee week. was staring down those prospects pretty good yesterday. <laughs> well, it's though. funny. I, I did a bit with the prospects yesterday, and uh, so McPhee is there, and Rosmus Dahlin is there, and I said. Uh, you probably thought you were going to get him, right? And he said, I'm pretty sure we were going to be in the running, but uh, I think he'd choose this. It's been, yeah. a, been an unbelievable year. Uh, the It's been great. Vegas has been fantastic. Hopefully we'll have more stories for you from Vegas or perhaps from we're Washington have a big again. Craps night we had a good time Jimmy. in Washington. Uh, yeah, the only time that, that Puffy all really kind of fell off the wagon, hard off the yeah. wagon was in Washington. You've done a great job. You've been a yeah, great Vegas producer. Yeah, Vegas has been pretty good. Uh, what happened in Washington that night? We had a well. We had a shorter work day. A media party. Uh, Dragger and I decided to go for afternoon drinks. Right. Uh, we were drinking uh, whiskey, mm. and then we went to an all-you-can-drink media party. Media party, and then I don't remember what happened after about nine thirty p.m. Yeah, I said I was going to go home because I had a game the next day, and I'm, yeah. a, I'm a professional. And the look you gave me was the look of such disappointment and disdain. <laughs> And you have no recollection of no, this. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> I do remember I saw Frank and Pierre Lebrun out, though, after. Right. So they went to the wood. You didn't. Yeah. 
But you showed up at work the next morning. Yeah, no problem. I wasn't even that hungover. Boom. Uh, there was a little bit of concern that you might be dead the next morning. I had a, quite a few text messages. <laughs> and I honestly don't know how I was alive. Uh, you did well. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, I know this has been a your typically um, uh, kind of off-the-rails hotel room edition of the pod. Always Should, a favorite. Oh, you know what would be a good way to end the pod? What? To lock Drager out there. <laughs> okay, just walking up to the door. Darren Drager out on my patio. Going to shut the door. Clasp the lock. And there we go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, anybody trying to reach Darren Drager? It's like the hangover where the guy gets stuck on the roof. Exactly. He'll be out there frying. We'll, we'll chuck him out a mattress. Thanks for listening on the Rubber Boots Pod. Hey, how are you? I got a question that I really want to ask you. So I'm gonna try and push my love Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, or black or white? Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Do you like the dunk tank at the fair? Papa Boots tonight?